This is Speak Earth. I'm Case Bradford. Thank you for tuning in to this episode with Clint Ober. This episode blew my mind. Clint is nearing his 80th birthday. He's been campaigning, crusading for the power of earthing and grounding for 30 years now. He knows all about it and conveys the information in a way that just makes so much sense. His stories are deep and powerful. His wisdom is potent. And I deeply appreciate having had the opportunity to connect with him and co-create this podcast episode. I'd read his books. I'd watched his documentary over the years and had my mind bloomed by this information. And it really does flower when you begin to put this information into practice. We discuss how our bodies are electrical first, chemical second, meaning everything is built on a foundation of electrical energy, which comes from lightning and the clouds. It strikes the earth and we're able to access that energy by having our feet on the earth. Growing up as a cowboy in Montana, he saw his Native American friends always being free foot and saying, shoes will make you sick. Do not wear shoes. They would even bury their sick in the ground to accelerate and support the healing process. I had my mind blown in this conversation. We, we dive deep into how in the 1960s, wearing plastic soled shoes that insulated us from the electrical charge of the earth. A lot of sickness has stemmed from that. And it is our opportunity to be a part of creating a cooler world, looking for solutions, seeking solutions to reconnect with nature and recreate that harmony that's gone. We, we discuss this in the conversation and I bring up one option, which is leather soled shoes. Rizels are awesome, the brand Rizel Shoes. I just went for a walk with them. They, they feel amazing. I love the feeling of the raw leather on my, my bare feet and my toes. It's a wonderful tactile experience. They're fashionable and they're functional. You're able to access the free electrons from the earth, which brings down inflammation and elevates vitality. You can get 10% off a pair of Rizels down below with the code CASE. Again, their site is rhizal.co, link down below, rizal.co, use the coupon code CASE, save yourself some cash, grab yourself a pair of some high tech. These are advanced technology. These shoes will allow you to access this healing force of nature known as earthing or grounding free electrons from the earth to support the foundation of your immune system. Your health and wellness is electrical. Every cell uses electricity to communicate chemicals and by earthing, by accessing the powerful electric current of mother nature being free foot on the earth as often as possible or wearing earthing shoes like Rizels will do tremendous amount to support your vitality and this is a grassroots movement, literally. It's, it's all about the grassroots. We're sharing this. It's a free technology. And we're not going to see this on the front page of the news for that reason. So it's our responsibility to tap in, to access this healing energy and to share it with our loved ones. It could be in person while you're wearing a pair of risals. It could be free foot at the park. Or you could share this podcast with everybody you know. So that's it for me. I'm stoked on this one. I'm, I'm charged up. And hopefully I didn't go on too long with this preamble. Thank you for tuning in and I hope you enjoy this episode with Clint Ober. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Very well. Thank you. It's an honor to be connected with you and, and to co-create this podcast conversation. Your, your work has had a tremendous impact on my life through raising my awareness of the healing power of earthing and grounding. So I'd like to start by just saying thank you for the, the work that you've done and that you continue to do. It's been an immensely 
powerful force in my life and I'm sure for many others. Cool. That's good to hear. Well, I, I appreciate you having me on the sh on your show and uh, uh, being able to share a little bit about what we're doing with uh, with your with your people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And from what I understand, this has been a three decade, a th a, like at least a 30 year long mission for you. You've been you've been on this on this path, sharing the, the power of grounding. Yeah, it, it really focused the last 25 years for sure. Yeah, it's been it's been a long long journey. I I started out asking a question and thought I could answer it in a few days or a few weeks, and here I am still working on it 25 years later. Yes. Do you ever get tired of talking about it? Do you, do you are you just waiting for everyone to wake up already? Like everyone, just take your shoes off already. This thing is is pretty proven. Well, it's <clears throat> when I first started. You know, you'd go down to the beach, you know, down down Carlsbad or wherever, San Diego, and you, you'd go for a nice long walk on the beach. And the majority of the people were walking in tennis shoes on the beach. And <clears throat> today, you know, 25 years later, you hardly find anybody on the beach with wearing shoes. So it's a little bit of a sign because, you know, I, I started down in San Diego area, Carlsbad and so on. And so it's a little bit of a sign that we've made some progress. But, you know, today, uh, everybody, the first thing they do when they get up in the morning is they put their shoes on. And it's, it's part of our culture. It's part of our, our lifestyle, the way we are. And, to, and for people who, uh, you know, were born after 1960, well, shoes is the, is the mantra. And then the... Uh, the styles, the colors, and they're kind of an ego thing, an identity. Uh, you know, they, they're, they're just a big part of our culture. And so for people not to wear shoes or to go barefoot, you know, there's something wrong. You know? <laughs> but that's all changing. And uh, But, yeah, I don't know uh, if I'm waiting for people to wake up. I, I really didn't have anything else to do for the last 25 years that was more interesting so I just keep walking and talking and, uh, you know, we've grounded many, many millions of people and, and it's all pretty much word of mouth. Uh, we can't go advertise and say, you know, get grounded because <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. Um, so, but anyhow, yeah, it's, it's, it's just kind of a, a mission and a lifestyle for me. And I live and breathe, you know, educating and talking about everything and, and uh, it's very important what it does for people, and and you, you you can't not do it once you understand the impact that it has on people, and especially moms and, and children. And anything, anytime you can improve the life of a of a mom, <clears throat> uh, uh, that's important because she's the center of almost everything, <laughs> you know. And um, so that's where we focus mostly is taking care of moms who are taking care of their moms and their children, of course, and their husbands when they'll let them. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And even, even that term barefoot is a funny one, right? Cause it almost, it almost implies that something is missing from the foot. Right. Oh, it, it's bare. It's, you know, it's not having anything on it. I love, I love to describe it as free foot. The foot is free from, from any sort of shoe or sock where I'm just out here free foot yeah. kind of enjoying, enjoying the land. Yeah. Freedom, yeah, yeah. It's uh, freedom is a good way to say it. Um, just 
barefoot, you know, I'm I'm an old cowboy, so I everything is, you know, horses are they're either barefoot or they're shoe or shod, and um, uh, so it's just a term that goes with my age, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a funny one. Even there's a lot of like the terminology around grounding and, and earthing is, is so interesting because once you start getting to the negative ions from the earth, which is generated from like the lightning hitting our planet. Yes. And then that comes into our, it's, it can get sort of technical and complex, right? Like once you get into the explanation of it. Well, it can be, and, and we can certainly go there. Um, the, the primary thing or the most simplistic way to look at it is, you know, the earth is a battery or a capacitor that's charged by the sun. <laughs> you know, the sun is spewing electrons and photons and they hit the earth. And, and when, in fact, this weekend we had a major aurora borealis and, you know, that's all electrons coming down and, you know, through the magnetic field and, and hitting and being deposited on the earth. And <clears throat> so, uh, so the earth maintains a, I mean, the, uh, you know, a, you know, static, or it's, well, kind of dynamic, but it's a, a, uh, a surface charge, you know, a static surface charge. I mean, it's always there. It's, it goes up and down a little bit and does, you know, moves around, but, but it's really, uh, it's constant. Let's put it that way. It's, um, so the earth is, look at the earth is electrical and the earth is infinitely large. Uh, relative to the body and the human body being relatively, you know, infinitely small. So when you put your bare foot on the earth and your, and your skin is conductive, that means that the electrical surface charge of the earth will flow into your body or your body will instantly absorb sufficient electrons from the earth that it maintains the same pro rata electrical potential as the earth itself. So, the most significant thing about being grounded, um, you kind of have to think, you know, we ground our outlets, we ground our, the chassis of all of our major appliances. Uh, we do that to prevent fire, to prevent overloads, to, for a lot of reasons, but, main, but primarily to maintain the electrical stability of the grid and all things electrical in our homes and in living environment. And, um, but so anyhow, but what that grounding is about is if they, in every home, you have a, a rod that's driven into the earth and it's, you know, it's called, it, it's being, you know, it's earth, it's earthing. I mean, it's an earthing rod. And so <clears throat> then you connect a wire to it and run it into the electrical system. And then you run throughout the electrical system of the home and on every outlet, there's you know, a third prong, that round hole is connected to that ground. Then when you plug in a refrigerator or a computer that has a ground, then <clears throat> that ground port is connected to the chassis, to the metal housing of the refrigerator or the wash machine or the computer or whatever. And so that if, in, if for any reason there's an electrical event, or short, then electrons can immediately come from the earth to reduce that charge and trip a breaker. 
so it's it's all about fire and you know, prevention and electrical safety and all of these things. But but the main thing is to ground something is to reduce the potential of an electrical event. And that electrical event is primarily fire. Um, because, yeah, so I don't know if that makes sense, but it's kind of a simplistic overview of it. Absolutely. And then when we make the corollary to our bodies, we've got inflammation, which would be that fire within our own cells that we're trying to sort of bring down by being grounded, by being, by yeah. being connected to the earth. Yeah. The, when I started this 25 years ago, I would say not one in a thousand people looked at their body as being electrical. I'm not electrical, I'm chemical, I'm vitamin C, I'm this, I'm that, I'm all these things. And, uh, but nobody looked at their body. But now today, you know, everything in the body is electrical first. You know, every single cell in the body, uh, how it takes in food and, and eliminates, you know, waste or debris from the cell is through an electrical process, you know, polarization and repolarization. Uh, where it's taking, you know, the swapping the electrical surface charge on the cell from the inside to the outside and so on and so on. It's a little technical, but, but basically everything, every single cell, every single transaction in the body, whether it's a cell uh, communicating with its neighbor or, uh, or if it's a liver cell connecting with the rest of the liver or the body, they're all, they all are transceivers mean they can transmit information, they can receive information. And, and uh, to put it simply, you know, the way they pronounce you dead is there's no electrical activity left in your brain. That's when they pronounce you dead. But beyond, before that, everything, every single cell, every thought, everything, everything in your body starts with an electrical impulse, or an electrical prompt. And then that changes uh, or promotes, you know, chemical responses, uh, hormonal, uh, or a cre you know, the body creates a uh, lots of non-electrical things, you know, like hormones and all these things. But again, they're all fundamentally, fundamentally, everything is electrical. Your body is electrical first, chemical second. It takes a movement of an electron to change anything chemical, you know, and so it's, it's really quite simple, but We've never been taught to look at it that way. And, and it's even the word inflammation, uh, meaning in flame, on fire. That's a word that surfaced around 204, just 20 years ago. And uh, before then, now today, everything is about inflammation. You know, all the health disorders. Now they know that all most modern health disorders are inflammation related. And that's what we can get into in our, in our discussion here. And, um, <clears throat> but the, that's what we, or that's what I spent the last 25 years or more we're working on is trying to understand why, how grounding affects the body, how grounding, um, and, and nobody knew, I didn't know, nobody knew. And, um, but the main thing is, uh, you kind of have to go back to 1960. And back then, you know, the first thing, I mean, we invented plastics in the late 50s, early 60s. 
the first thing we did is put plastic on the soles of our shoes. And then we carpeted our homes with you know, synthetic fibers, you know, synthetic carpets, all that kind of stuff. And so we began to insulate ourselves from the earth. And before, when I was a kid, I was born in 1944. <clears throat> but when I was a kid, you know, we were barefoot most of the time. The only time we put on shoes is when we were working in the field or we were going to school or a church wedding or something, you know, some event. Other than that, we'd lose the shoes and, um, and, and we felt good, you know, because you have all that energy and so on. But, <clears throat> but if it were to rain or anything, if you had leather shoes on and if it were to rain, uh, you had to take them off and carry them because they would get all gnarly and uh, when they dry out, you couldn't get them back on your foot. Um, but anyhow, when you were wearing a leather sole shoe, it's what we call semiconductive, meaning that your body perspires and the body salts are, you know, so the, the soles of your shoes would absorb all of that perspiration and the body salts and it becomes, the shoe becomes electrically conductive. So it's kind of like similar to being barefoot. And um, so back then everybody was naturally grounded you know we we touched the earth we grew things from the earth we harvested things we raised things we were forever in touch with the earth indirectly we didn't know anything about it we just it was there that's what that's who we are we we run around on the earth <clears throat> but anyhow in the 1960s that changed and <clears throat> once we started wearing those synthetic shoes it's like even back then they they had tar and paper that they wrapped around electrical wires because they didn't have the plastics and so on and um yeah a lot has changed but <laughs> but but anyhow plastic is an insulator meaning you can wrap a wire around i mean wrap plastic around a, a copper wire and hold it and you know you're protected from a shock or an electrical event um so putting a shoe on on your foot uh you're insulated and now the body can't absorb ground can't absorb the negative charge of the earth can't um yeah yeah you're you, you lost your we lost our ground in the, in the beginning in the 60s uh, <clears throat> television came along in the late if you in the 50s and in the 60s everybody was watching sitcoms and serials and in spending more time indoor watching the tube uh and then today we're you know came along came all the video and stuff and then came the cell phone and so today we all kind of live um you know distracted <laughs> we don't think about much until we get in trouble or our health gets compromised but, but, but anyhow, so yeah, the main thing is 1960, about that era, that's when we lost our ground. That's when we lost con physical contact with the electrical service charge of the earth. And after that, our bodies changed because we didn't know then that, you know, we live and breathe with the earth. You know, we breathe oxygen. We don't think about it. We don't see it. We can't smell it, you know, but it's there. We take it for granted. All throughout all time, all throughout evolution, people didn't know they 
uh, you know, had to have oxygen. They, it was just there. <laughs> and, um, and, and it's kind of the way ground. Nobody knew that ground had an effect on the body. Nobody realized until it was 30 years ago when we started doing this research. You know, that was, I can't believe it's been that long ago. But anyhow, <clears throat> um, you know, 1960 to, you know, 2000, and that's, you know, 40 years. We'd only been wearing shoes and doing, and doing all this stuff for 40 years. You know, it, when we started this research, now it's pushing, you know, 23. So it, so it is pretty amazing. But but anyhow, so it's this is a, a new phenomenon. It, it, it's kind of happened overnight. But we were distracted. As human beings, we were distracted. Normally, we... We feel things. When I was a kid, we would go out and spend a lot of time in the wild. And <clears throat> you had this, um, uh, you know, we have a, um, a lot of automatic responses. Like when we go into the woods, if there's a bear in the woods, sometimes you could feel your hair stand up. You couldn't see the bear. You couldn't smell him or anything. You couldn't hear him, but you could feel there was something in the area that caused your the hair on your arms to stand up. So you were sensitive to everything in the environment. Because back in those days, we didn't have all this electrical stuff. We didn't have a lot of noise. Everything was kind of quiet, especially in Montana where I grew up. You could go for miles and not see a telephone pole. Um, but, but anyhow, so we used to have a, a sense where we sensed everything electrical in our environment most especially other people and other animals and and um and, and we've lost that because today there is so much electrical noise in our environment uh, our sympathetic nervous system or our fight or flight is what that is uh, it's we're um, chronically we're, we're living in a chronically elevated sympathetic state meaning our body is sensing all this noise in the environment and it's just overwhelms where before we would respond to a lot of these things. And today we can't because it's just too much noise. We can't sort it out. And the body <clears throat> gets, um, every time your fight or flight system is built in, it's normal, it's natural. But anytime there's an event or noise or anything in the environment, the, the sympathetic nervous system will produce will cause to produce a little bit of uh, hormone cortisol spike. Really, it'll release cortisol. And this cortisol builds up in our bodies. And um, and it's natural. And, you know, every time you get in contact with a person, if there's any threat or if there's any anger, if there's anything going on, it elevates cortisol. And then uh, in the old days, it wasn't a problem because, you know, we would stand on the earth and that cortisol response would flare up and then uh, but when you're grounded it grounds it I can tell a short story if we got time here um, when I was a kid growing up in Montana we I was a you know a cowboy that's a boy who sits on a horse and runs around and rides around the pasture and just looking at cows and you're making sure that they're healthy and if one is not healthy you, know, you take it out of the herd and put it in a holding pen and then um, 
you ride the pasture and you start checking it out, find out what's going on in the pasture, noxious weeds or the water is tainted or um, grass is too short. There's something wrong in the pasture that's that made that cow sick. So your job is to protect the herd and keep them keep the pasture clean and pristine so you have a healthy crop and healthy cows so that you can make a living. <laughs> Because uh, if one of them gets sick or the herd gets sick, then you have to call the vet, call the bank, say, you guys own this, we're out of here because there's no way you can make a living. So, but anyhow, lots of times when we were out there, you'd be sitting on a horse and some years there were infestations of jackrabbits. And this is relevant to our inflammation. Uh, and... Uh, and there would just be, there would be everywhere at night. You could shine a flashlight and you could see, it was like, it looked like water out there. There were so many, the reflections coming back from their eyes. And, but anyhow, when you're sitting around on a, on a horse, babysitting cattle, and then some, so you, you entertain me, you're looking for entertainment. So here's a coyote sneaking up on a jackrabbit. The coyotes live on jackrabbits. The jackrabbits live on grass. If there's lots of grass, there's going to, you have this chain going on. But anyhow, so the rabbit's sitting there constantly eating grass. That's all they do. And uh, they just eat grass, nothing else. And then the coyote, they sneak up, they eat rabbits. So the <clears throat> coyote's sneaking up. And then all of a sudden, the rabbit senses the coyote. And then fight or flight kicks in. Adrenaline, adrenaline kick comes up, cortisol. The body's filled with cortisol. And so the rabbit can instantly... Um, you know, heightened awareness and alertness, but it can spring into the air, it'll jump 10, 10 feet. And then it starts running zigzag back and forth across the pasture. And it does that so it can keep one eye on the coyote. Um, and then the coyote is more like a dog. It's just dog, doggedly running after him. And most of the time, the coyote runs out of energy. And the rabbit will run just a little bit further because in nature we have conservation of energy. They do not waste energy. Um, so he runs, has maintains a safe distance, but he keeps his eye on the coyote. But he's all the time he's in this heightened state charged with cortisol because he's just had his life threatened. And um, <clears throat> so anyhow, all of a sudden, you know, the coyote will wander off in a different direction. The rabbit will sit there and you can kind of see him sometimes they're shaking because they've just, and they're, you know, they're very alert. And then all of a sudden they'll have this big visceral shake. Then they'll go back to eating grass like nothing ever happened. And now that we've done all of our research, we kind of know that these, you know, the rabbit, what he's, what they've done is during the chase, the body gets full of cortisol. Let's say you go out and exercise or you go out and do yoga or you go out and, you know, just work out. So you're going to create a lot of uh, inflammation in your body. Well, anytime, you know, an animal is being chased, I mean, their body is filled with cortisol, filled with uh, inflammation as a result. So when you stand barefoot on the earth or when the rabbit's standing barefoot on the earth, what happens is they release that cortisol. And when it's gone, then the rabbit can go back to eating grass like nothing ever happened. Where humans you know, they need psychotherapy and they need to go to the emergency room. They need to whatever after the chase. So, so that's all part of this. You know, we've lost our, our ground and our, um, we need to absorb those free electrons from the earth to reduce the charge. 
and the inflammation in, that was created in the body during the chase or during just, and I tell that story primarily for women uh, because they get up in the morning and they've been sleeping on a foam bed. They've got carpet on the floor generally. Um, they're not grounded. And um, <clears throat> first thing they do is get try to get the husband off to work or whatever. And so there's kind of push and pull all the time. Well, that's elevating cortisol, little squirts of cortisol. The kids get up and they've got all these little challenges. They've got to, you know, whatever. So the mom is sitting there just constantly trying to manage all this. And, and you know, there's tension. And anytime there's tension, there's cortisol. And, and so what happens then, she gets the husband off, she gets the kids off, whatever. Then she's got to get herself off in all too many cases. And so she gets ready and whatever. And again, she's using hair dryers, doing whatever, static electricity everywhere, and put shoes on, um, feed yourself a little bit, go to the car, sit in a car, it's lots of static electricity, start driving down the road, then there's road rage and all of that tension. And, and, and so the, all of these little events are causing cortisol to become elevated, and they're all creating inflammation. Uh, and if you don't release it, if you don't ground out this cortisol, so, but anyhow, so then she goes to work, does her, you know, you've got the boss, got, you know, got, uh, you know, employees or customers or whatever, that's, that's enough to raise anybody's cortisol. And then, you know, and then has to come home and, and take care of the family and, you know, be the center of feeding the kids and everything that goes on. And then at the end of the day, she's totally beat. <laughs> like a train wreck almost. Um, so anyhow, the reason I tell that story is at the end of the day, no matter what happens, you're being chased by a coyote everywhere you go all day long from your kids, your husband, everybody is like, look at everything as you, the, the world's full of coyotes and they're all nipping at you. And every time one nips, I mean, your cortisol goes up. And if you don't ground out that cortisol, then it's going to cause, it's going to start out creating anxiety, irritability, you know, tension and oftentimes some, and especially in women, depression. You know, women are more, they have 50% more pain receptors than men do. So they sense pain. They sense everything in their environment more than men do. Men are, I, I don't know why that is. I think it's probably because of raising children and, and, and nature's way of, you know, uh, because they think out here, men think inside here. And, um, <clears throat> but anyhow, so women are much more sensitive. And so they're the ones who have the primary, primarily the, the, the majority of the uh, inflammation-related health disorders. So, but anyhow, I hope that story makes sense. But there, it's really to help women realize that if you can't do anything else, at the end of the day, take 30 minutes, if you can, take go outdoors, get a chair, just sit down, take your shoes off, put your bare feet on the earth, and drain the coyote juice get it out of your system, then you're, you're, you're going to start breathing easier. Your circulation is going to improve. You're going to feel better. The tension is going to come down. And when you get in bed, you can sleep better. <laughs> uh, and then wake up in the morning feeling a little better than you would if you were charged all night with that cortisol. So, so, so anyhow, that's kind of a, a you know, roundabout way of um, talking about trying to explain grounding. You know, it's, it's your turn. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> Absolutely. That, that's a tremendous story and, and such a useful one because there are, there are so many people living out that exact 
scenario. Mm -hmm. And just as you described, we've lost our connection with that electricity, which really is our, our immune system in a big way. Everyone looks for chemicals first. They'll look for something like vitamin C to enhance their right. immune system. When in reality, if they were to think, as you're describing chem, uh, electricity first, then we're, then we're stepping on the earth. We're allowing our body to release that charged up cortisol and leather shoes, a great technology. I know moccasins have been around 14,000 years, as you described in your wonderful book about earthing called earthing. And this is a way for us to get vitamin G, like you described this, you know, we get vitamin right. D from the sun, vitamin G from the earth. I know there's a leather shoe company called Rise L Shoes is a good example of one that offers ways where you can still get electricity from the earth, even on concrete, because that's that's a conductive material as well. Something amazing you described where this is water and minerals that's still conductive, concrete, uh, grass, you know, the beach sand. So there, there are ways for us to access this amazing power of Mother Earth. And I'm, I'm curious how, if you think way back to your cowboy days, when you kind of first had a observation of this, was this interacting with Native American culture? Were you observing the way that they were approaching Mother Earth and sort of bringing that to the rest of the, the people who had lost that connection? Well, you know, I grew up, you know, some of my best friends when I was young were Native Americans. And I remember I was up around Montana. And, you know, when I was a kid, you know, I was, uh, there weren't a lot of people. You know where I was. Anyhow, um, so we played cowboy and Indian. I was Custer. I've been killed a hundred times. You know, Custer's last stand because we were, Custer Battlefield was right there. And um, but but anyhow, you, when I was young, uh, I the Native Americans they look at the world differently than you know Anglo and uh, primarily. And but anyhow, they're more in tune with nature. They live more in harmony back then. Anyway, they're more in harmony with the, the natural ways. And um, they, they felt they look at themselves as a part of the earth or as, you know, a, you know, just part of life. You're, you, it isn't about you are no different than than the animals or a blade of grass or everything living is your cousin. And you're, we're all part of this together. So they look at things much differently. And and I was always intrigued with the fact that they didn't really, um, I don't know if they understood it, but you know, it, well, they didn't understand. I think they understood, but I'm not saying this right. But the, but they didn't understand how you could own a how own a tree or own land or own property because it belongs to everybody. You know, it's the earth, you know, and uh, on the other hand, Anglos, they they own everything, you know, and their whole mission in life is to, um, you know, cut down the trees and put up a strip mall and go make money. It's all about, you know, whatever. And I understand it's our culture and it's our society and it's the way we live. But anyhow, they're totally different and they didn't mix well in the early days. Um, and that's what caused most of the problems. But, but, but anyhow, so I, I, in growing up with them, it, you know, I'm more uh, inside of me. There, you know, the nature thing um, uh, that speaks to me is I probably got more of that from them than I did anyone, because I look at things. I feel comfortable looking at things the way 
they taught to look at life uh, as we're, you know, just we're a piece and a part of all this. We're, it's, it wasn't made just for us. <laughs> you know, the animals weren't made just so we could go eat them. <laughs> um, uh, it's to live in harmony with all of that. And there's nothing wrong with it. You know, I'm not saying don't eat animals or whatever. I'm just saying that there's a, a harmony out here that, that we have, it's just gone now, just totally gone. Everything's manufactured and artificially cultured and so on. But, but anyhow, so um, there's a, yeah, they're, they're more what I would call nature people. They're more uh, natural. They're more, they take into consideration everything in their environment. Um, and, and, and it's, so it's just, they're totally different. Uh, but yes, I did uh, learn a lot from them, but I didn't make sense of any of it until I was much older. Uh, <clears throat> but a couple of things that I often refer to is, um, you know, one time there was a, uh, I went home and back in the early 50s and that time, you know, a lot of people still lived in teepees. <laughs> and the, even the government came in in the 50s and built homes and gave them homes. Uh, but they still had teepees in the backyard, and they would sleep in the teepee and put the horses in the house where so they could drink out of the bath. So it was kind of strange. But anyhow, um, that's all gone now. But but um, yeah, it's it's just a whole different world. And um, but one time I went went into one of the teepees, and, and one of the moms said, "You know, we'd come home from school, and we should take those shoes off. Get those shoes off; they'll make you sick." Wouldn't have had a clue what that meant back then, and I thought it was rather odd. But anyhow, that was just normal. And then <clears throat> one day there was um, um, a, a little girl uh, that was the brother, sister of one of the my friends, and. Uh, she was probably eight or nine. I don't even remember. Very young, and <clears throat> even younger than that, maybe. Um, anyhow, she had scarlet contracted scarlet fever, and <clears throat> they had taken her to the doctors and whatever. And there wasn't a lot they could do for scarlet fever back in those days. And it was, you know, kind of a plague like all the others. And but anyhow, so they brought her home and. One of the elders dug a, a little pit in the ground, and it was only like, I don't know for sure, but I was smaller than, but it was like six, 12 inches in the ground. They put a little bit of straw in it, and then they put the girl in the ground. And then they built a fire not too far or pretty close. And then a couple of the elders or the older Indians, they just sat there with her and day and night and I, they didn't know whether she was going to live or not, I don't think. And anyhow, three or four days later, we came home from school one day, and she was up running around like everybody else. And so it wasn't uncommon. I mean, I, it was uncommon to me to see something like that. But on the other hand, now that we've written the book and done all these things we've done, this is common in almost all indigenous cultures, burying people in the earth that are sick. Um, and the earth heals them. You know, it's grounding. <laughs> uh, so this, what we're talking about with grounding, it's ancient. It isn't new. It's just something we forgot, and we weren't aware ourselves um, that 
it had an impact. But <clears throat> but but anyhow, the the main thing that is important for or the, you know it took us. I think I started in ninety seven ninety eight, and it was around two o eight, somewhere in there, that uh, we had discovered that you can ground people and pain would go away. Like if you had chronic inflammation like flaring arthritis or uh, you could put an electrode patch in the palm of the hand and connect it to a ground wire and connect it to the earth or to an electrical ground. And then within five, 10 minutes, the pain would pretty much go away. Now I'm talking about the flaring pain, that hot burning pain. Um, <clears throat> and whether even a cut or even a sore, anything that's that hot burning pain, what we call the Vicodin pain, um, <clears throat> you would just put a patch on them and, and it grounds and the pain just automatically drops. And uh, so we knew the grounding reduced pain, but we didn't know the mechanism. We did not understand back then what was the mechanism of action. Why all the researchers, all the doctors already said, well, what's the mechanism of action? What's causing it? And nobody knew. Absolutely no one knew. And it was around 206 or somewhere in there that I met a, a doctor. Well, I met him earlier than that. It was uh, Dr. Stephen Sinatra. He was a cardiologist. And we had done one of our first studies. And he came to town and uh, was at a convention. And we had the results for a study that we did measuring heart rate variability and, and pain. And so we met with him and, and we told him what we were doing. And he said, Clint, he said, if you're, you know, if you're affecting pain, you need to be researching inflammation. Well, inflammation wasn't in really in the language, except for in the research community. And, and so we didn't understand what that meant because inflammation to us was you sprain an ankle and it balloons up and you get sore and lots of pain or whatever. And, and the swelling goes down in a few days. Uh, he said, he says, no, that's not what we're talking about. He says, what we're talking about is um, uh, inflammation, meaning a slow burning fire or oxidation. And it wasn't until 204, I think, when Time magazine published an article that was uh, produced by Ritger and the boys back at Boston Mass, where they said that, you know, you don't have all these modern health disorders. You don't have cancer and heart cardiovascular disease and, you know, just this, this hundred top health disorders that we all describe ourselves by. He said, what you have is chronic inflammation, a slow burning fire in the body. And as time goes on, it oxidizes this fire, what we call inflammation, oxidizes tissue in the body. And then the body and the immune system spends all of its time trying to repair that and put the fire out. And, um, and then eventually the immune system becomes so compromised that it can't maintain health. And then cardiovascular disease will manifest or cancer will manifest, or in some cases, even autism is an inflammation related health disorder. There's diabetes, all of these are inflammation related. And so the key to it and the, and the big chase was, well, what is causing inflammation? Because if inflammation is, uh, you know, according to Stephen, if inflammation is 
you can't have pain or you don't recognize pain unless you have inflammation. Pain is a byproduct of being having inflammation in your body. So, uh, and then we knew, the only thing we knew is that you ground the body and, and pain stops. So what we were doing is we were reducing inflammation, but how were we doing it? So in, in the research, one day I was working on, you know, how the immune system works and how white blood cells, the immune system is primarily made up of white blood cells. So if you have a pathogen or a damaged cell in your body, the immune system produces what they call a neutrophil, which is a white blood cell. And how it does this and how it knows what it's doing is a mystery to me. But anyhow, it'll, it'll tell the little neutrophil, it'll swim over, find the pathogen, and it's kind of a jelly-type cell, and it'll wrap itself around the pathogen, and then it releases what we call reactive oxygen species, ROS. And as soon as I read the word reactive, then I recognized that, wait, wait a minute, this is an electrical phenomenon, because reactive means it's got an electrical charge that it can rip an electron from the structure of an object um, it's like rust or oxidation, you know, so, but it can rip an electron and, away. And, and so that's how the immune system reduces radicals or, um, you know, reactive oxidant species. Uh, it can go in there and oxidize, you know, a pathogen. <clears throat> it just goes in and this, you know, like an acid, it, it just oxidizes and, you know, eats up or you know rips the electrons away but that's how the immune system disposes of uh, pathogens now so <clears throat> the question becomes well okay that's normal that's a normal process happens every moment every second that you're alive your immune system is reducing radicals and pathogens and, and damaged cells and all these things that are going on constantly in the body so <clears throat> so it's a very normal process it's called the oxidative burst and, uh, but the problem was, okay, uh, <clears throat> if we're reducing this pain and this inflammation, so, uh, and the pain and the inflammation is coming from, where is it coming from? So what we eventually learned was that if there's an excess reactive oxygen species, any of these molecules are left after the oxidative burst, and they leak into the surrounding area, then they will within nanoseconds, three or four nanoseconds, they'll rip an electron from a healthy cell and damage it. And then another message goes back to the immune system. Something still here sends another neutrophil. The neutrophil goes in, tries to clean up that situation, and sometimes it destroys the cell. And in the process, you again, you end up with some remaining radicals and, and I mean, or remaining reactive oxygen, and it will go and rip the electron from an, another cell. So you've kind of started a fire, like burning a log, oxidizing a log. And, and so you, you set up this chain reaction. And so what's causing the immune system not to unwind the oxidative burst not to unwind like it normally would. That's when we recognize that wearing rubber sole shoes, we lost our ground. If you ground the body to the earth, then this inflammation and pain disappears. So what happens is when you put your feet on the earth, 
then your body absorbs these electrons and it's sufficient to, so it has the same amount of electrons per rad as the earth itself on the surface. And now you are what you call negatively charged, you are grounded. Well, you, the, the reason we ground everything electrical in the earth, on earth is to prevent charge and prevent fire. Well, so we, you know, when we lost our ground as humans, then we lost that protection because before the body would always maintain a reservoir of free electrons that could instantly reduce uh, reactive oxygen, remaining reactive oxygen and prevent it from damaging healthy cells. So the cause of chronic inflammation they started in the 1960s and then it built and built as everybody started wearing rubber sole shoes. And now every, most everybody suffers from an inflammation-related health disorder. And it's all because we lost our ground. We, haven't, we lost our electrical protection. Our, so now the immune system is doing what it knows to do. It can't do anything except what it knows to do. That's to reduce, to reduce pathogens and damage cells. So it's firing away, doing everything. It's doing. But on the other hand, the, the excess radicals are not being grounded or not being reduced. And so <clears throat> they're creating damage. So the immune system is now redirecting all of its energy and effort to trying to put out the fire that it itself is creating because it's no longer grounded or the immune system doesn't recognize that the body's not grounded anymore. So, but anyhow, so that's the uh, inflammation loop or the uh, chain reaction that's causing this. So what grounding does is when you put your foot on the earth, your body rather instantly starts to absorb these electrons. And as you equalize with the earth, then it puts out the fire. You cannot have inflammation in a grounded object. You can't have a fire in a grounded, you know, motor or anything that's electrically grounded. And now everybody said, well, that's wonderful. I'll go touch the earth. And they go put their foot on the earth and say, okay, I got grounded. Then they come back in the house. Well, you're no longer grounded. <laughs> the information is going to come back. Um, so the problem here, there's a real dilemma here because we're not going to go back and live on the earth. We're not going to go tear up the asphalt and the concrete. And, I mean, you know, concrete's actually ground. <clears throat> but we're not going to uh, move outdoors. We're not going to tear down our house and get a cheapie. <laughs> um, so the challenge here is, first of all, 60 years ago, we created a problem. We started insulating ourselves from the earth. Today, everybody's suffering from inflammation and inflammation-related health disorders. And now we have evidence that we have to restore our natural ground. With the body has to maintain some ground in order for it to prevent the immune system uh, from oxidizing, from eating the body up. So it's it's a little it's so simple, but it's a little challenging to explain. Um, but so now the mission is when we were doing our studies, you know, we've produced I don't know, there's 30, 40 studies now. But as we were doing our studies in the early days, uh, and, and so we had to make ground planes, something we could have people sit on, stand on, lay on, or, you know, patch them or whatever, just so then we could connect them to the earth. And so they would be grounded so we can do biofeedback measurements or blood measurements or just whatever we were doing the research on. And um, as 
time went on, everybody that participated in the studies, the people who were ended up being uh, this, you know, the the, the uh, not the controls, but the the real grounded people, they all wanted to keep their the whatever we were using on them uh, because their pain would go away. <laughs> And and so we ended up starting giving things away and when we had excess stuff, then they started coming back and wanting it for their moms and for their, uh, especially for their moms, uh, and then for, you know, other family members and so on. And so eventually it just became, we accidentally created a business of creating these little ground planes. Um, they're carbon mats that are conductive that you can, um, connect to a ground and then lay down on them. And uh, when you lay down, it's going, it's like laying outdoors in the, in the dirt. And, and that's really good for sleeping because you don't have to do anything. You just lay down and go to sleep and the earth does, does the work. I mean, the, and recovers, I mean, you recover the immune system uh, has not fighting inflammation. Now it's cleaning up inflammation and healing and, and so on. So, but, but, but anyhow, it's, um, I'll let you chime in here. <laughs> Direct me a little bit. Well, it's that's a beautiful story and, and way of describing how our immune system works in concert, in harmony with the electrical energy of the earth, which is really yeah. generated by lightning in the clouds, like this mysterious force happening yeah. all the time, all around us. Yeah. And we right. disconnected from, from the plastic, really, just in the 60s, this this strange new material that everyone got obsessed with. And all of a sudden, now, 40 years later, we're looking back, whoa, what, what happened? A lot of people are suffering. And I think I, I love that story with the Native Americans burying, burying that, that girl in the hole as well, too, because I think yeah. we would be well served to do that, you know, again, because it would be such a really nourishing way to access vitamin G and, and get more yeah. earth energy in to bring down inflammation yeah. so that our body can begin yeah. to heal itself. Just grounds out the inflammation. It's really, yeah. really beautiful and, and really elegant and powerful and free. Like you just can just walk outside. Yeah, and that's the beauty of it. That's why we call it the most important health discovery ever, because it's free. All you got to do is go outdoors, take your shoes off. And it's not convenient. And, and these products that we manufactured, these mats, they're, they're not the answer. They're not a treatment. They are... Uh, a 911 type, uh, you know, temporary thing that we can use until we can figure out how to build our houses better uh, uh, and put some carbon or conductive materials in our fabrics. Uh, they'll still look the same. They just, you know, uh, but they need to be connected to the earth. So when you sit down, you're grounded. Or when you walk across the carpet or on a floor, it needs to be earthen material or it needs to be conductive because if, if it's not if we know, I mean, I know that you, in order to maintain the immune system electrically stable and return it to its normal functioning, a healthy functioning, then the body has to have a ground. It has to be grounded. So we have to, so the new mission is not to, you know, people have to verify everything I've done and get it behind them. But but the real opportunity or the real need is that we have to redesign our carpets, redesign our footwear, redesign anything we sleep on, walk on, sit on. Uh, we need to restore 
we need to have just a little bit of conductivity so that we have, so electrons can move back and forth in our body to reduce inflammation. And um, so the opportunity there is everything in the world has to be reinvented. <laughs> we have to, and, and you know, it happens in time anyway. Uh, you know, your carpets wear out, your shoes wear out, everything wears out. And then along the way now, the real opportunity is for everybody who manufactures things. Uh, we were in the we're in the manufacturing, not that we ever wanted to be in the manufacturing. No one would do what we needed to do. We needed a carbon conductive mat that was affordable, that people could afford and that they could sleep on and that would last. And a lot of people say, you're nuts. Nobody's going to sleep on that. And I said, well, if they're in pain, they will. <laughs> and um, and they do. And, and now there's millions and millions of them being sold around the world. And, uh, and, and but again, that's just a Band-Aid. These mats are a, a way to protect you until um, corporate America or industrial America or people who make things fix their things and come up with new versions that are healthier especially for our children. We cannot have, you know, autism and all these inflammation-related health disorders that are affecting our children. We can't have it because it's impacting and it's, in, it's just affecting the health of the family and of the community. And, and the burden is just too much. So we need to stop it, fix it. And uh, uh, and it's going to take time for all this to be. It's, this is an educational movement. That's why every day I'm talking to somebody. I'm on podcast a few times a week, and I'm just sharing everything that we know as much as we can. Uh, and other people are sharing it, and that's really. It's just that's the way it's going to be. It's absolutely. It's it's so many people are suffering as a result of something so simple and so accessible where we've just got to get our feet on, on the earth. And I see so many kids playing in the park. They've got shoes on. They've even got masks on a lot of them. And, and it's so sad to see because kids should have their bare feet on earth. Adults should too. And it's, and it's because of the, the work that you're doing where I am seeing more people aware of earthing, aware of the yeah. power of being barefoot to access the earth energy to get more vitamin G and, and to absorb that and bring down the inflammation. So it's an incredible work that you have done and that you continue to do. And I, I really do appreciate that. And I'm grateful for the time that you spent chatting with me here on this today. Do you have any, yeah. do you have any final message for, for everyone, everyone listening? Oh, it's, um, you know, what I try to encourage people to do is it's kind of hard to believe what I'm telling you is the cause of most of these modern health disorders. And the only people way that people can, I mean, can really understand it and accept it is you have to experience it. And fortunately, you don't have to do much except walk outdoors, take your shoes off. And if you're not comfortable, just take a chair and sit down, take your shoes off, put your feet on the grass, in the dirt. Uh, and just sit there for 30 minutes, 15 minimum. And <clears throat> what's going to happen is your respiration is going to change. Your blood viscosity is going to change. Your blood is going to thin uh, because now it's negatively charged. And the little red blood cells re repel each other so they can get in and out of the capillaries easier and better oxygenate the tissue. So your, 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 your color is going to improve. Your, uh, and your demeanor is going to change because the pain is going to start to slowly fade away you're going to feel better you're going to start smiling instead of being frowned and um, 
it's hard to be mad and upset when you're and angry when you when you're grounded. <laughs> it, it just takes drains the stress away, and um, <clears throat> it's kind of like the rabbit in the coyote, you know. And it drains that chase away, and um, so. But anyhow, in 15 to 30 minutes, you're going to notice something different that you feel better. You may not be able to describe it, and you may have this pain that got better, and then all of a sudden there's a pain because you can only remember one pain at a time, <laughs> you know. But you may have a dozen pains, but this is the biggest one, you know, whatever. But things will start to come down, calm down. And, and, and then if it works for you at all, then you need to do it again. Spend, you know, spend a half hour a day, spend an hour a day grounding. And if you can, if you really notice results and, and you really want to get some benefit, then you can, you can try these little products. They're, they're very inexpensive. Um, but you have to get grounded. The most important thing you can do is to ground yourself during sleep because that's the time when the body heals and restores itself. And you don't want any inflammation in your body while you're sleeping because that's going to really make things worse. And, and you can, I mean, it's, again, I can talk all day, but really you have to experience earthing is what I'm really trying to say. And whether you do it at the beach or whether you do it anywhere, you know you feel better after the beach. But you have to pay attention and say, okay, you know, when I stand on the earth, wow, this happens. And, um, and it's affecting your health. So you need to experience it. Then you need to find ways to incorporate it into your lifestyle. If, it, if it's nothing else, it's just barefoot. Uh, half hour is better than nothing. But <clears throat> sleeping grounded is really important. But grounding is your most natural electrical state, being grounded throughout all time, throughout from the beginning of time, we, we, when we, the first amoeba, amoeba was grounded because it had a negative charge of the earth on it. All living things, all plants, everything was all, have always been grounded. If, because if we, we were suffering inflammation throughout our, you know, throughout evolution and throughout the, all the time it took us to get, we couldn't be here because everybody would be sick. <laughs> uh, but, but anyhow, so inflammation doesn't exist in the wild. Uh, inflammation, to give you an example, animals in the wild don't suffer from uh, inflammation-related health disorder, chronic inflammation. They have damage like uh, oxidative burst like everybody, but they're grounded and, and it stops there. <clears throat> but animals who live indoors with their owners, 50% of them die from cancer, just like their owners. That doesn't occur in nature. So this is, a, this is an environmental health disorder. We changed our environment. We lost our ground, we put shoes on, we lost our ground, and so our immune systems are compromised. And uh, so, but anyhow, you, your immune system works 24 seven in nature, you would be grounded 24 seven. So, you know, more ground is better. Uh, and any ground is good, more ground is better, but at least stay grounded until your pain goes away. Because if you have pain, you have inflammation. And grounding reduces the inflammation, which is which is what's messing up your immune system. So pain is a message to your brain that, hey, I'm on fire. Get me out of here. <laughs> so it's just really experiential. Uh, and then you'll get it. And then if you want more information, you can go to the earthinginstitute.net. They have all the studies are published there, thousands of stories and people, uh, you know, Google earthing and, and any disease, Google uh, um, you know, inflammation and your health disorder, and you can find these things. And then we have all those studies. So there's lots of information now. Um, 
and, and uh, but it's really it's a personal thing. Everybody's a little bit different. Everybody's health is a little bit different, depending on how you how you live, you know, your environment and all these things. So, but but again, bottom line is uh, this is a, you know you can do your own study. <laughs> We spent over $20 million on study, but you can do your own and it's free. Just walk outdoors and notice the color of your skin changing. Notice your respiration changing. Notice your energy coming up, your pain going down, and, and just you're, you're healthier and happier. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. Well said. Really, really beautiful words, and, and I'll, I'll echo that. It's... Everything, everything that you've said, the immune system is an electrical system, earthing and grounding. It's, it's a foundation of our health and we must, we must get back, get back to that. Yep. I really appreciate the time that you spent speaking with me today. It was a real delight hearing everything that you, that you had to share. And, and I appreciate you coming on and, and doing all this work. It, it's really powerful stuff. And uh, yeah, thank you. Same here. Thanks for having me. And if you ever have a question, give me a holler. Will do. Thank you. All right. You bet. Take care.